Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to the podcast. Before we get into talking to today's event organizer, which I'm super excited about doing is talking to all these individuals who are in charge of some of the greatest events happening in North America, I need to remind you about the Ride to Conquer Cancer. So I am fundraising to raise money for cancer. Um, it, I have organized a two weeks, two events. I will be cycling over 700 kilometers to raise money for cancer. I will be doing so in these two events. One is Unbound XL. That's right. I'm going to go up against myself and I'm going to be riding for my family. My mom is a breast cancer survivor and my daughter of 20 has been told that she has a brain tumor. So I can't even tell you how I keep it together, but riding my bike is one of the things that keeps me going. And I ask you to donate and help me reach my donation or my fundraising goal of $5,000. The link is in the bio. So please go there. Anything helps to get to the goal for Brett for any type of cancer, the cancer money, the money from this fundraiser is part of the Ride to Conquer Cancer. So after I do Unbound XL, I will be driving back to Toronto and participating in the two-day Ride to Conquer Cancer, so 100 kilometers each day. And that's where the money is going to goes to the Prince uh, Princess Margaret Research Center in Canada, in Toronto, it is. That's one of the things that I love. That it's not the money is going straight to a Canadian research center, which is one of the top five research centers in the world. So it doesn't go to an organization where I don't know where the money goes. So it goes straight into the Canadian research. I love that. And so that is where the donation money will be going. But I'm using these two events to ride for cancer, for my family, and for all my friends who have beat cancer and who have lost to cancer. So anything helps. And the link is in the bio. So we're going to be getting into today's episodes. We're talking to John Conkling. He is a event organizer with John Mosey of episode 31. Uh, John 
Conkling, <laughs> we have to separate the two, is a hyper sport, sports owner and race director. John loves triathlon and his wife in that order. His number one goal is to make sure that you have an race experience of your life. Member of, he is a member of the West Michigan Triathlon community for many years. John is focused on ensuring that all participants participants and spectators have a top-notch race experience, being at their first event or hundredth. John's first race was Grand Rapids Triathlon in 2012. He has done every distance from sprint to numerous running races and marathons. In his spare time, he can be found volunteering on soccer field. He is going into his 19th season coaching his sons in AESO, where he is also the board member for a number of years. So I can't wait to get and talk with John. I hope you love this episode and don't forget to ride your bikes, guys and donate generously. Take care, guys. We'll see you in the episode. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Doe. And we have a extension of an episode that we did with John Mosey, which was episode 301. We were talking about the ride to hell, Dirty Mitten, Ugly Dog, Waterloo, GG, and this is his partner and owner of um, their other bunch of uh, races, which are triathlon based. So this is John Cockling, Conkling. Yep. Conkling. I'm weird. I'm bad with last names. And he takes care of all their other triathlon. I, I am assuming you take care of the other ones or yeah i mean we're, we're 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 pretty split but yeah we we, yeah. we both got a hand in each but uh i'm definitely more from a a, a tri background than john is he's he's more of a cyclist but we've we've dipped into each other's worlds now so i see it this is so cool it's such a great partnership so the other events that they have are grand rapids tri the um titanium uh, the Ironman titanium. titanium. Well, Michigan titanium. Michigan titanium. Right. So the Grand the Grand Rapids Grand Fondo is a Grand new Rapids event. Grand Fondo. Yeah, that's a new event that we have cycling only for that one. And then the Brainy Day tra uh, Trail right. Race, which I think is new. Uh, yeah, it's new for us. Yeah, we we <laughs> on last year. It was off during COVID. Uh, it was it had been going on for quite a while prior prior, but then kind of went away. So uh, we were pretty happy to to pick that one back up and keep it going. Wow. Okay. So everybody, if you've heard of one of these, I'm going to put all the lists of them in the show notes, but if you haven't registered yet, you can use my registration discount code of Sylvie10 to get 10% off any one of their gravel or triathlon events. So make sure go to their website, which is try S so T R I S for health so tries for health and that's the number four and you can see the complete list of every event that they offer and you can get 10 percent off any one of them with my discount code of sylvie10 so thank you so much john for that now let's just get into sharing uh your love for cycling how you got into it and then how it 
took you to becoming an event organizer? Sure. Well, you know, I, I kind of got into cycling um, kind of through triathlon. Uh, I had been running a little bit more, but I, I wasn't doing anything really great. <laughs> um, any one of those disciplines, uh, swimming being the worst, but, uh, you know, I, I like mm -hmm. uh, riding bikes, we have family rides, things like that. I'm very recreational. Uh, but then when I got into tries, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of saw how, um, you know, it could get much more serious. Um, definitely road cycling more, um, again, through triathlon and did that for a few years and worked my way up distances, uh, you know, did Ironman level distances, um, you know, those long six hour century rides, the whole bit. Um, and then from there, we just had an opportunity about four years ago to take over uh, Grand Rapids Triathlon and Michigan Titanium, which are two very well-respected, really large events here in, in Michigan. Mm. Um, yeah, we just kind of a random, random, perfect storm of a situation. And, and John, John called me and said, hey, there's this opportunity sitting in front of me and I can't do it alone. I was like, I'm in. I don't, I don't even know the details, but I'm in and we'll figure it out. And that's kind of how it all started. Wow. Yeah. Now it always blows my mind. Cause I've, I've talked to, I've started talking to so many different event organizers that they tend to take on events that are either the event organizers are retiring or they're going to let it go, or they just want to hand it off. Like how have you guys been in such a, a situation where people have come to you and say, Hey, would you like to like, what, what are they doing to get out of there? Like they, have they just been running it for so long? They're just tired or what's, yeah, what did so, you come across? Yeah, I know exactly kind of where you're going with this. Yeah. It, it is, it is a <laughs> How really do you have choir all these? Yeah. It's, it's a strange thing to really think about. Um, so in the case of how we got started with, with these two events that I just mentioned, um, it, it was something that the, the previous uh, organizers, um, it was a side gig for them, um, okay. but they were really big, like it was a really big production. Uh, they had their own, uh, you know, side businesses outside of this, that was like their main job. Mm -hmm. But this was just a thriving, robust kind of thing that they did. Um, they did it for about nine, eight, nine years. And then when we got involved, they were kind of looking to get out of it. Um, you know, something right. had to give in this situation um, where they, they couldn't sustain the level that they've gotten their regular businesses up to. And then this thriving triathlon business. Um, and then, yeah, that's kind of how we took those over. But then honestly, COVID has been a game changer for us. I mean, we, we plan on very modest growth. Kind of, you know, we took over in 2019. So it was pre-COVID. Okay best laid intentions, you know, we we're going to have a big 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, exactly. You know, so we we're, all, you know, <laughs> new race directors. And, and the, the crazy thing was these two events were really, really big. Grand Rapids Tri could have been upwards of 1900 people. Um, oh, wow. You know, so it was a, it was a major event. It's not like a 200 person try in some weird spot like it was it was a fixture in a community and um michigan Titanium was the same 900 people um upwards of a thousand people you know some years with an ironman level 140.6 so it was these were like big things so um you know we were doing that and then covid hit and then it, you know it took us and everybody else a year or so to, to figure out how to come back in some fashion and then from there it was just um it, it, it really like changed the landscape here. Um, there were event directors where I think they were in the business for a while and, and, you know, maybe 
maybe COVID, COVID was the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm -hmm. And they were like, all right, you know, I've done this for 20 years. I've done it for 30 years, whatever. I'm, it's time. Yeah. Um, so there were opportunities that were popping up left to right. Um, and then there was also opportunities where certain races would go away. And, and then we had a chance to go in and, and create a new event or a replacement event in, in the case of the, the Grand Fondo cycling race. Yeah. Um, so just a lot of really weird opportunities that happened very, very quickly. And I really attribute it to COVID and, and, and that really changing the race uh, landscape. Yeah, I imagine if a good event was a staple in an in an area and then it disappeared, it's a it's a great way to go in and revamp and bring something new in a you know a good location. Like you know, um, yeah, that's super cool. So so John, can I get down because I'm always like asking questions. I'm an event organizer, not to your capacity yet but um yeah it's the, the key word yeah yeah really um now how does a transaction like that come like go down is it like do you do you buy it is there a money there's obviously got to be a money because there's equipment that I'm sure you're acquiring and things like that. How does it work? Yeah, I mean, I, I won't get, <laughs> into, you guys got lots get of experience. Into, the, into the weeds too much on it. But yeah, we, I know. John and I actually just did um, a whole um, like Q&A roundtable uh, on this very topic down at the USA Triathlon Endurance Exchange. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. So um, being that we we had done this a few times now, um, they asked us to speak and, and actually speak to that. So um, it's really all over the map, but at the end of the day, if, if, you're, if you're looking to acquire an established event or events or mm -hmm. an event company, um, you know, you, you kind of do typical valuation of that. There are, there's equipment, like you said, yeah. so bicycle racks, cones, oh, yeah, yeah. Fencing, um, finish line structures, you know, all the stuff that you see on race day. Um, can have a value to it. I mean, that, that's a real value. So you mm -hmm. put that there, but then it's really coming down to looking at registration um, revenue over X number right. of years, and then, you know, doing a <laughs> multiplier of that. And then it's, you know, it's a whole thing. And it, it can be, it can be kind of sliced up a number of different ways, kind of okay. how that transaction can work. Um, so that, so there's that, which is more of a typical, you're buying a business or, or, you know, assets of a business. Um, which, you know, I knew very little about. And at that point, um, I had had a couple side businesses, but these were like kind of built from the ground up kind of situations. Yeah, that were just passion projects. But um, this was really more of, you know, getting into an established thing that existed. Um, and then other ones like our, um, you know, Grand Fondo, for instance, that was something that was really an established event, but it just kind of went away. So, but the, at, mm. the the pieces were still in place locally. So, um, our name that's got, a big thing it, is, it really the, is the contacts yes. and having everything pre-approved and it being like already on this the calendar because that that in itself oh, is huge. a huge hurdle you have to get through um, as an organizer. Like you have to have everybody on board. Exactly. So yeah. you know, with something like that, it's just coming in and and kind of getting those pieces fit back together mm -hmm, and creating mm -hmm. something new from 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 the pieces of the old essentially um 
And then in other, other times, it's just coming in and, and, and creating a new event um, from scratch that has nothing to do maybe with some previous events, but the, a great venue might be there or some um, you know, local uh, visitor bureau or sports commissions or something that want to have more events in the area. Mm. So uh, there's just so many ways to, to go. We, I think we've literally seen just about every way um, that this can be done from a traditional business transaction to just coming in and, and making something new from, from the pieces of the old. So, Wow. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of moving pieces when you yeah. think about it. Um, mm -hmm. So let's talk about the different events, shall we? Like what makes them so unique? Um, maybe certain features. Let's start with the, the Grand Fondo. So like you said, it used to be yeah. uh, an event. Now it's back. And what's different about it? So that event previously uh, had been going on for eight years. It was tied in with Michigan State University. Um, so it was very, very branded um, to, to, to them and their skin cancer uh, research. Oh, so okay. huge charity piece of it. Um, they raised over the eight years, like 1.4 million for um, skin cancer research, which was absolutely tremendous. I mean, that is that you said that's through the university. It was. Yes. So, oh, okay. Yeah. There were some local individuals that wanted to put on a, a big cycling event here um, and and partnered with MSU. And, and that's kind of how that went again until COVID and, and that changed things. So, um, you know, that had a huge downtown Grand Rapids um, start and finish with you know, we shut down roads and it had like a, a almost like a, a rolling catering um, you know, situation with the aid stations, like really high, high end food, um, really cool finish line festival with, with catering and beer tents. And like, you know, you ride that one to get back so that you could hang out for hours and really like just enjoy this festival atmosphere. Oh, um, I love ride, it. Not a race really. Mm -hmm. So um, we took those pieces um, because that's really what it was known for. We didn't want that to go away. So we've got all those elements that the riders loved from the old event, rebranded it a little bit since the uh, university wasn't part of it anymore. Um, you know, renamed it Grand Rapids Grand Fondo since it's still downtown, start and finish, same start and finish, same finish line, um, you know, festival at the end, same courses, um, different charity partner. We are partnering uh, with the West Michigan Trails, which is a nonprofit here right in our backyard that um, they connect a lot of our trail systems and, and work to advance that movement so that we've got safe trails to ride and run on um, to get people off the road. You know, so we're, we're not having these incidents that we're hearing about across the country with cyclists getting killed from mm -hmm. you know, angry drivers, just, just bad situations. So uh, we felt mm -hmm. it was a great charity to be working with. Uh, but it's a big event and it's in its heyday in 2019 it was like 2200 riders which is is pretty big wow. all the way out to the lake michigan uh, lakeshore and back on the longer rides it's got a family ride um, just really something for everybody so we we retained all of that um and just repackaged it a, a little bit um you know uh, in an updated way to reflect kind of where we're going going forward that's super cool i like yeah, that university-based and still all university based, everything like start and finish there. And well, the, the um, Michigan State University is um, more in, in the Lansing area, which is kind of uh, the center 
center part of our state we're we're more okay. in the west but um they have they have like um some buildings downtown here that are like extension buildings oh, okay okay so uh it was tied in with that but yeah we're still downtown grand rapids still really a great great venue um, mm -hmm. great courses and it, it should be really fun for people we're excited to be able to bring it back cool cool okay so michigan tight michigan titanium no Iron Man titanium? No, nope, Michigan titanium. We oh, I was right. Okay, we Michigan titanium. Oh, that's right. I guess you don't want to get any for that, right? letter. We are not <laughs> affiliated with them in any way, shape, or form. We don't use that word, nothing. So, you know, please don't come after us. Okay. Um, so, sorry, that was my bad. Yeah, no worries. My bad. <laughs> now, every, everybody calls it that because we, we have that distance. Um, right. You know, and, you know, titanium is kind of a variation, obviously. It's another metal. So, um, but yes, that event is super unique in that it does have that 140.6 mile uh, race to it, um, which is very well known by another brand, uh, as we just talked about. But, um, you know, so it's got a 2.4 mile swim, followed mm -hmm. by 112 mile bike and then a marathon. Uh, and we are the only race of that kind in Michigan that has that distance. Um, there are 70.3s in Michigan, but we are the only 140.6 branded or not um, in the state. And quite honestly, I think we're the biggest in the country that's a non-IM branded. Right. Race. Where do you do the swim? We have a really cool um, uh, um, township park called Versluis Park. Um, it's a former quarry. So uh, oh. it's got a beautiful lake crystal clear uh -huh. real, i mean it's one of the nicest ones around here because uh, there are some houses and condos on the far side of the lake across from the park but they don't allow gas boats so okay. it's so all it's electric clean. super nice. clean it is so so nice of a swim um and, and it, it's nice and big so we can get a 1.2 mile loop in okay which is which i mean we use just about all of it to do it but it's super deep um, so you're not, they're not swimming in weeds. Like it's just a really, really clean. Nice oh, that's kind of nice. There we've got access to to great cycling uh, routes that get us way out into farmland, into rolling hills. Um, just and then we've got a, a great run menu as well close by. It's one of the few areas I think we could really pull this off. So, so is that close to Grand? So is that close to grand rapids yeah basically it would be the north um east side of grand rapids essentially northeast okay. yeah it's, it's in one of the surrounding townships essentially but i mean it's 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 right. on the edge of grand rapids it's really everybody considers that to be a piece of the city just an outlier okay all right well next one is the grand rapid try yes so grand rapids try is our, our definitely our, our biggest um probably our biggest event or, or next to Grand Fondo, probably our biggest event now, depending on how high the numbers go on that one. Um, typically it's between 1500 triathletes and 1900 triathletes. Uh, we got back to that last year. So those were pre COVID numbers. Right. Um, and we were pretty happy to get back to that and we're tracking higher this year. Uh, and then COVID kind of forced us to take that one day event, which had a, a sprint and Olympic and half distance and split that into two days. Um, just to kind of manage our, our uh, deferrals that first year. We were able right, to right. But it worked out so great that we kept the format. So Saturday- Less stress, eh? Of oh, everything well, happening in one day? Yes and no. I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of <laughs> like, like twice, but the nice thing is we're dealing with half the athletes then each day. Right, yeah, so yeah. And is, parking. Ooh. Yes, big time. Parking is huge to spread it across. But 
the yeah. cool thing about Grand Rapids Tri is being that we're two days, our Saturday uh, day is very newbie friendly. We do a super sprint that we added and a sprint that day. So start at seven in the morning, race is done by 1030, a lot of newbies, um, super fun. Uh, you know, it, it's just a, a real cool energy because you get a lot of those nerves. Yeah, I think it's nice to really cater to the beginners too. Yes. Because if cool. like splitting the two, like the longer one and the uh, the day before and then having just all the new people showing up on uh, the day after that's a nice separation actually yeah i got I mean, like I everybody separate vibe on saturday on saturday like they're excited you know because i i do a spiel beforehand and talk to mm -hmm. the athletes and welcome them and everything and they're nervous they're cheering like they're just smiling and and sunday man those those halves on olympics are stone cold i mean that is like <laughs> it is game game time race Face. seriously like you can't get anything out of them but um so sunday ends up being our longer day but it's yeah it's a great weekend event it really um it's great for our sponsors because they get double that value we have ex outdoor mm. expos so starting friday and then saturday we got a, a kids event so really it's a three-day event when you factor in our expos there's just so much going on it's just a really really great community event and it's it's the biggest independent try in the whole state so um, we're looking to grow that one, hopefully, to about 2,500 to 3,000 people. Um, yeah, we really think we can get there with our venue and our two-day format. Uh, we just got to bring the people here. Yeah, well, I mean, Grand Rapids is pretty central, is it not? Like, it is. Um, I've been know. there. Have you? <laughs> well, okay, so since I was um, I was doing Barry Roubaix, oh, yeah. I was at the hotel in Grand Rapids. Yeah. So actually, I did not see all of what Grand Rapids had to to um, to uh, you know showcase because I was just at the hotel on the outskirts of town, I'm sure. And then I was like driving to Hastings, which is like 45 minutes away, and uh, and then you come back and you're super tired and you're like, yeah, <laughs> so, you're, done. you're done after that. Yeah. So, but it is kind of like. I, it does look fairly central to the state. So yeah. I imagine you get a lot of people from uh, Canada. Do you get people from Canada come down? We do. You know, surprisingly, you know, we have, say, you know, last year we had 1,500 athletes uh, over the two days, and 60% of those are within about 50 miles of Grand Rapids. Okay. And we're pulling from 41 states on average. Oh, really? Crazy, yeah. When you when you dig into the the numbers of where people are coming from, we yeah. pull really big from all over. We're pulling from Canada. We're usually pulling from Mexico. Um, we've pulled from Europe a few, quite a few times actually. Um, That's impressive. Yeah, it's been really bizarre, kind of, that people come here for us because we feel like it's such a a local community event. Um, but it definitely has a national pull, and, and Michigan Titanium is the same way, especially being. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the few independent um, 140.6s around, um, that one will pull from 35 to 40 states every year. So Yeah, because I mean, you know, Toronto is maybe four, mm -hmm. yeah, four and a half good. hours, yeah. like that, that, that whole um, west side of yeah. Ontario, um, and they're not very far. Yeah, no, we're like we, a good driving distance for an event. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we, yeah. we pull pretty consistently from that area. They had some trouble in 2021 because the border was still closed. Right. Um, that was the only year that um, we we didn't really pull those folks, but, mm -hmm. but we, we can pretty consistently get them down here. Yeah, that's really impressive. Now this one, 
the brainy day trail run. Yeah. Brainy day trail run. Okay. It's got First of all, name. that's just a cool, cool name. And I, I die laughing at some of these names every time I see them. And it's just like one of those things that make you want to go and to the event. So talk so, about that one. So yeah. So I can actually give some, um, some background on that as to why it's named the way it is. Um, it was started, I believe, right around, I want to say maybe 2003, 2004. Um, the, oh, really? Oh, yeah. The, well, the founder of the original event, um, Veronica Constantine, had something called um, hydrocephalus, which is, um, it, it's, it's like extra um, fluid on the brain, basically. Uh -huh. Great swelling can like be deadly, like very serious condition. Um, affects uh, children, uh, adults as well. Um, so she had this, survived it, and wanted to start raising awareness um, for it. So being that it was a brain condition, she named it Brainy Day. It was just the Brainy Day like 5K and it kind of went on. It was a cool little hyper local charity event. Um, Might've pulled a hundred you know, runners, 200 runners at most and it kind of chugged along for a while. Um, she, she changed it into more of like a trail race out of the 10K. And then all of a sudden in like 2017, 2018, she brought on a different race director um, because it was, it was growing. And suddenly it was like a 700 person event. So yeah, it was, and, Where, and had, where's that one located? Um, that was located over by the Lake Michigan Lakeshore in uh, okay. Nunica, basically. So it's one of the coastal Lake mm -hmm. Michigan small towns. Um, so yeah, super cool event. I was involved um, because prior to race directing, I was, uh, kind of in the marketing world and branding and design and so i designed their logo and and kind of donated a lot of my time to to try to elevate their their t-shirts and just some of their marketing pieces um and then you know became a race director and then what we were like all focused on that and then um i got reconnected with uh veronica um probably maybe december or january well january i guess of 20 22 so a little more than a year ago and the event kind of went away because of covid and she wanted to do wanted somebody to do something with it and i i was pretty passionate about it just having helped out um with donating some of my time and thought it was a great event and so we brought it back basically we worked with her um you know we got it from her and we're we're benefiting the uh, pediatric hydrocephalus foundation of michigan so mm. we're still keeping that that piece of it um and yeah, we're just kind of regrowing it a little bit. It was small last year. It's about 100 runners, uh, but we had moved it uh, to a different, uh, to a mountain bike trail system that we have that's super cool here that had no running events. And they're like, yes, please bring a running event here because that's yeah. too. Um, so yeah, it's just a really fun venue. And we're, we're hoping, we're hoping for big things from that one as we, as we slowly grow it. And, you know, I hope we get it back to the pre-COVID numbers, but um we just love that event and it, it's something that we're going to be holding on to for quite a while, I think, and kind of letting it find itself again. It's a, it's a fun event. I do love trail running. I used yeah. to love trail running a ton. Yeah. Now I'm just a cyclist. Just, <laughs> just a cyclist. <laughs> well, no, getting into gravel, but I wish, I wish I did have more time to do some trail running, but that is super exciting now. Now that we've covered everything, and as we mentioned, um, as a reminder, we've already gone over the other gravel events, which are on episode 31 with John. 
which were Ride to Hell, Dirty Mitten, Ugly Dog, and a Waterloo GG. So if you want to learn more about those, you can go to that episode. So that's 301 and learn about them. And again, as a reminder, if you want to participate, you can use our discount code of Sylvie10, that's S-Y-L-V-I-E-10, to get 10% off any one of the any one of the uh, a multitude of the events that they have going on. So now you said that there are some kids events. Are there always kids events in each one of these or? Um, not, not, not usually. We have a, a kids event for Grand Rapids Triathlon. So we, we, um, we ran a kids try for a number of, number of years at various locations, but um, we, we've now been putting on for the past uh, well, this will be the third year now, uh, a, a youth duathlon, basically, oh. uh, as part of our event, you know, taking the swim piece out mm -hmm. of it, because that's a barrier for everybody. I don't care if mm -hmm. you're an adult. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we pulled that out. It's just a bike run um, in, in a park system. That's literally where our venue's at. So, so we'll pull 120, 140 kids for that. That's just a fun event. Um, six years old up to 11. So we're dealing with like little kids on like, oh, that is you so know, cute. even the training wheels. And yeah, it's, it's, it's I, we love that event. Uh, and then Michigan Titanium also has a, a small kids try as part of it. Um, but with, with that, the water is so shallow where they start, they literally like stand up and then dive in and then stand <laughs> up. And so they're kind of doing like one of those. So it's not really a swim, but again, six through 11. Um, within a park that, that we have the venue at. Uh, so that's just a nice piece. We, we like to really try to have a couple of youth events um, just to kind of get those kids acclimated uh, into what their parents are doing. Because most yeah, yeah. of the time their parents are doing the events. Um, I know it's nice to have every something for everybody, especially yeah. when everybody like shows up. You know, there's always like one who's doing the event and then the, everybody else can kind of participate and do a little bit of their own. Yeah. But then, you know, we do have family rides with some of these events that we have too, like the Fondo event has a great uh, family ride, which is about 10 miles, 12 miles um, within a, a, most of it's within a closed park system. Um, so just, you know, you'll have people with pull behinds and, you know, it's, yeah. again, it, it, we try to have these pieces of it so that uh, more families can be involved than mm -hmm. just mom or dad doing it, um, which can be very solo. As I'm sure you can you can appreciate long, yeah. long training weekends and you know something for them to all do and and, and take part. In. Yeah, I do think that's really important to also encourage the next generation of kids to just enjoy um, sport without um, you know the expectation of being competitive because everybody's like, I don't want to be competitive. I'm like. Mm. There's a competitive bone in everybody, but I do understand some people just don't want to be in that situation, but they can go and enjoy themselves anyways. Yeah, and you're right with with kids, especially with like youth sports. I mean, it's highly competitive. You get into some of these like soccer, yeah. football and baseball and all these like they're too much for some kids. You're around. Just want to have fun. Yeah. So we, we just want families to have fun with us when they come out. So, mm -hmm. well, that's super cool, John. I am so glad that we got you on the podcast um i know i was like oh no we have to reschedule but uh, actually it worked out <laughs> good yeah, our, our weeks get pretty bananas and uh yeah it's honestly with with 11 events this year including the kids yeah 11 events. it's yeah 
It, so it, when do they start and when do they finish? So, um, well, they never really start and finish because they're always. <laughs> But as far as the events go, our very first one that we put on is Waterloo G&G. That'll be on April 29th. So just, uh, what is that, okay. what was it, two months out. And then we go all the way to the first uh, week of October to October 7th for Road to Hell. Uh, but honestly, like we, any of these events that we end, like Grand Rapids Tri will end on a certain day. And then that Monday, after we put that race to bed, we're starting on that next year's cycle already. So. There's never, oh, yeah, there's like, never yeah. any end for us. We are, we're year round. We are quiet time in, you know, October through say January, it's we're chasing sponsors and we're talking to townships and we're doing, figuring out how I'm to going for a vacation. vacation. <laughs> Please. Um, yeah, we're, we're always trying to just, you know, improve things that we, we can improve on and listen to athlete feedback and, mm -hmm. Yeah, it never ends. It, this is just a ro roller coaster that we can never get off of. Do you do surveys following each event? Yes, we do. It's Definitely. pretty important. We do that. I have a women's cycling yeah. club and we do that every year. It's Even if it's the same perfect. questions where you can always learn a, something new from somebody. You're like, oh, yeah. No, never honestly, of that. we've gotten some really great feedback from those yeah. every single year. I mean, I can't think of a single year since we started that we haven't pulled at least a few things that were mm -hmm. we just hadn't thought of or we're like, I know what that person is right that's that'd be so much better if we did x or y or z instead of what we did or yeah. or even somebody that might have had a bad day and you know sometimes athletes do kind of take it out on the events and the event mm -hmm. organizers as you know mm -hmm. but it's just identifying who those people are and reaching out to them and finding out you know what really went wrong for them and and you know how can we do it whatever we can do to, to make sure that maybe they come back and they, they, you know, we try to address those things um, because ultimately we want everybody to have a great day. I, I don't want a single person coming to our event and just, just having a terrible day because of something that we did or, yeah. or um, something we, we didn't think of. And when that does happen, the few times it, it does happen, we do absolutely try to correct it. And those surveys are key. Yeah, they certainly are. So how big is your team? Um, well, it's, uh, it's John and I for sure sitting here in the office most days. Um, we've got our admin assistant, Lori, who has been with us. Uh, well, she was, we inherited her with the races. Uh, she was with the previous directors. So um, she, she's been with us for a long time. Uh, we've got a, a, a marketing person, uh, Chelsea, our marketing director, who's part-time with us, part-time with USAT. Um, we've got race-specific staff. We've got a sponsorship person who is part-time with us. Um, we've got a volunteer coordinator who's part-time with us. Um, so, you know, kind of non-race weekends or weeks, we're probably six to eight people. Um, right. Most of them part-time. And then around race weekends, it's anywhere from 10 to 40 people. That's like our, our race staff on, on those weekends, handling our swim course and bike course and mm. swim safety and white course marshal things like that so yeah. wow yeah it does take a team to really, run really a does. good event i'm looking for teammates to run my women's gravel event with me and uh because i mean it's going to be small i'm going to keep it small this year but i do want the vision of growing it so i am looking for key people to partner with on a volunteer basis until it starts growing right yeah it's always like kind of like that <laughs> 
No, honestly, that that was one thing last year when John and I went into 2022 with three events and suddenly by the end of January, it was <gasps> eight events. Really? Was, Holy smokes. We got to like, we got to get some people we can trust. Yeah. Have fun and mm -hmm. want to be around this stuff and get them in place. Otherwise, we're sunk. Um, yeah. We yeah. It's uh, that's, yeah, I mean, that's a big, oh my gosh. As the people are <laughs> I mean, it's it's true. We can have as many crazy ideas as we can think of all day, but if we don't have people to help us implement it and make sure that they're successful, it doesn't matter. I know there's so many moving parts, mm. right? Like so many that it's, yeah, you can't do it all by yourself, no. but it's been amazing chatting with you. I hope everyone of our listeners has taken away something or maybe added something to your race calendar since it's still new in the season, whether you're a triathlete or a gravel rider or a, you know, they got duathlon. Did you say you oh, yeah, we got duathlons, we got relays, we have aqua bikes. You don't need to be a swimmer. Thank gosh. And yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. So thank you so much again, John. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. So remember, you can get 10% off any one of their events using Sylvie10 at checkout. So thanks a lot, everybody. Have an amazing day, John. And uh, don't forget to follow us on YouTube. This video will end up there as well. So you can watch us or listen to us. You can also put lots of questions there if you have them. And, um, and uh, make sure that you like, comment, and put your notifications on so you don't miss another episode. So thanks a lot, everyone. Bye, John. Take care. All right, and that's a wrap, everyone. Always love talking to event organizers, especially ones who have multiple events on the go with 11 in total, talking to John Conkling and who is business partner with John Mosey of episode 31. So gravel events, triathlon events, and also a great discount code of Sylvie10. So that's S-Y-L-V-I-E-10 to get 10% off. I hope you enjoyed this. Please share with your cycling buddies who are in the area, around the area, Canada, throughout the United States, this is an episode you just want to share with your cycling communities to go and participate at. So have a great day. Love you all. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I'm so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.